like it matters. It does, actually. Our knees are touching. Oh my god. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, my bad. Fuck, there's not a lot of space over here, Larry. You're a big guy in more than one way. Hey, <laughs> All right. We're back in the main cave podcast. He doesn't even give you like a heads up. He's like, I'm about to just say some crazy shit. The mic is recording. Yeah, everything's recording. Uh, today's a special one or maybe a not so special one. We'll figure it out by the end of the episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have our first official. Uh, is female the, the correct term or do we say women? Because everything offends you, mean, you guys. I mean woman. Wo- it's an A, not an E. Mm. Woman? woman? How do I say it? Woman, woman, For and us woman. Female, woman. That's good. Why is female offensive? I don't think females offensive. No, because I've heard that if you if you call a woman like trying to be like your female or something, they kind of get offended. Kind of get offended. They no, do get they offended. Definitely get offended. Yeah. Really? You've never called a woman a female as a man, so you don't know what it feels like. Well, I mean, it's more it's more as offensive and delicate now because of transgenders and things like that. But nah. I think you guys were offended by it before that. Don't try to don't 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 throw them into the mix. No, I'm saying like more now it's more like when I see a female or something like that, like you or a male dressed as a female, you double take. Instead of talking first, you usually be like, Okay, she's a guy like you're more cautious now because mm. you don't want to offend people. I think it's the tone behind it. Yeah. Like, female. Sounds derogatory when you're saying it to a woman or about a woman versus like Maybe. Anyway, let's go, yeah. Actually, get into the introduction. Uh, we have our first female guest <laughs> uh, in the man cave, right? Um, this was something near and dear to her heart that she'd be in here with us, uh, yes, you know, representing was. men or women, women, men. Um, yeah, it's because you really shouldn't be here, it makes me uncomfortable. My thought process goes off the wall. Um, but no, no this is. <laughs> We're gonna welcome Gravin uh, to the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you. For She's actually me. my uh, sister-in-law. Um, Your favorite sister-in-law. Sure. <laughs> uh, and you know, before we get into it, let's have the people figure out a little bit about you, right? Just mm-hmm. a, um, if I were to say, like, top three favorite comedians, go. Top three favorite comedians, um, definitely Hannibal. I really like him. Okay. Um, Jim Carrey. Perfect. But more old school. Yeah. And um, Kevin Hart. Interesting. As corny as it sounds. You yeah, none of them were women. I was going to say, you didn't mention that. Hey, there we go. Yes. Cut the camera. We got everything we fucking needed. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Into politics. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Women comedian are like, I don't know. I feel like they don't touch some of them most of them or the ones that I've tried or listened to they don't touch they don't I don't feel like a, they don't touch bases to what I things that I find funny or something like it's just not and you think that you men you connect more with like male comedians yes and I connect with with more comedians that female that feel like they're more male comedians like you see um uh, what's her name um Chelsea Chelsea Handler, mm-hmm. she's more, she's a comedian, but she's yeah. more like a man. Like she, mm. I feel like she's like more of a, that vibe. Like I couldn't In what way? In the sense that um, every woman talks about kids, talks about family, talks about, but she doesn't. She talks about 
her life, which is not having kids. She doesn't want to have kids. Mm-hmm. She doesn't um, have a husband or she stopped dating Joe Kwan or whatever. She talks about real life stuff, like things that she's going through. Yeah. So modern woman topics. Yes, okay. which is okay to talk about kids and stuff. But I have kids and I be in the house with the kids all the time. I'm, I don't, don't want to go wanna, outside and talk about kids. hear more about Fuck them kids. <laughs> Fuck them. No, I love them. They're going to see this with mom. Your mom. You heard it here first. <laughs> anyway. Uh, interesting. We have a couple of things that we wanted to talk about today. Some topics that we ran by her. Mm-hmm. And as you can see, the difference between men and women, right? You guys can't see the table, but she has a book of notes. Me and Larry have two beers. We, there's nothing to prove on our side. It's light work. Yeah. She, she came in with an agenda, right? I just, um, I spoke to some of my female cousins and a male friend and, I just wanted to get other people's perspective of the questions that we were going to talk about. I'm curious. Why did you ask your male friend about this particular topic? Because he, he's my male friend. His name is Andy. And we usually throw like conversations, Mm -hmm. um, in the air. He's, he's the type of person that you'll be, we'll work. So I used to work with him. We'll be in the work environment and he'll be like, Hey, let me pick your brain. Like, what do you think about this? What do you think about, this, like things that are going on in the world that actually happens. And he's the one that actually got me to think like, oh my God, you know, talking about stuff is so good or picking each other's brain or you can have conversations with people without having an argument. Or mm-hmm. So if the conversation was about childbirth, do you think he would have something to add to the conversation? As of, no, yeah. he wouldn't. Uh, I mean, because you know why we're here today, what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so we're that's talk- why I'm curious why I just wanted him. to hear his perspective as a Spanish, raised as a Spanish man in okay. our culture, I guess. Fair enough. Okay. Well, to jump into it, one of the questions that we had in the notes that we gave you was even before we started the podcast um, and, you know, we had announced it, you were hitting me up like you announced the name, the name yeah the man cave and we were like something's in the works you know, you know we're about to be making moves you were like i don't know sounds kind of sexist the and name why f- man cave has been everybody's heard that term no 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 Every i know man but has a man cave in the like in my perspective the man cave term i felt like it was a man cave usually where the man goes to do things when he wants to be alone or left alone or mm-hmm. you know it's usually visioned as that as uh somewhere for men to be left alone men like oh i'm going to the man cave women usually give them their space in movies yeah. in reality shows and like anything yeah and that's Just, what this was was supposed to be an environment where men can escape reality and have conversations among themselves. no i know but I'm, i was trying to say that if you wanted women to watch wouldn't it be here's the thing more like you're males. watching it because you are just like what are they gonna say now that women no. are not gonna approve of? <laughs> i watch it because i like to support you i feel like yeah but do you, I, I understand <laughs> that and i do appreciate it 100 um but is part of you also watching like let me see if they say something about women in this one. No. No? No. no? I usually don't watch to let here. I really, to be honest with you, I watch because I feel that the struggles that you've been through in your life mm-hmm. are struggles that people should know about just because a lot of struggles happen in the world and people work differently. And you are out of your, you know, out of what I've seen, you grow up and I've seen the way that you came, became, the husband that you became, the father you became. It makes you think like, you know, there's there's hope. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're in such in a bad situation, there's hope that it doesn't have to be 
right now that you're not, that you feel hopeless or you don't find anything, it's gonna be you're gonna grow to be something, you know, mm-hmm. to have a family, to have people there for you. That it doesn't have to be the people that you had before, but you kind of grow because you've been you've grown up with us and you've literally been part of our family for years now. Yeah. George, this is like a psychological tactic. You're trying to disarm. Oh, I'm well aware. Please. Niceties. (laughs) Not my first dance. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Stay locked in, bro. We're here. I think he's a professional because, you know, he's married to my sister. A maniac. She's not a maniac. She's a Spanish woman. She's a Latin woman. By definition. Maniac. (laughs) So what about this podcast? Were you, because I've gotten text messages Every weekend, every episode, like yo, I need to get on. I need to get on. No, it's, for what? I didn't like, say why? I need to get on. Nah, I, every you was, time, you was, you was every fighting. time you say something that I have a question or a comment, I definitely text it to you. You'll get to it, but at least I text it. Yeah, but you also really wanted to come on. I really wanted to come on because I've been dying to do a podcast for so many years to mm-hmm. talk about just random things. I just been very scared because I, you know. Cancel culture is so... Everybody has something to say. I'm just... I'm scared to be judged for what I'm going to say or the things Well, what's say. one thing that you have an opinion of that you think you would be canceled for? Oh, I'm not sure. I mean, it depends because to me, it might, my opinion might be just my opinion and I think it's correct and I think it's something You think that, your opinion is correct? No, like if I have an opinion towards something, it might be that I think this way or I feel this way, but mm-hmm. you might project it in another way. And then you might just come at me or like I see how people on, on online get attacked. And yeah, it's kind of it's kind of scary. Kind of yeah. like how you attack Chelsea Handler. So she's more like a man than a woman. <laughs> not the, more like a man. No, she's not. She's awesome. I love her. I read her books. I really like her. I just feel like she touches bases that are she touches subjects that are different. It's funny you said that because like right now, a lot of the Internet, like, you know, women only spaces are. Mostly like uh, talking about how they're tired of men and, you know, they're tired of men having podcasts like ours talking about male only content. So, like, in your opinion, you know, why why aren't more women like you? Why are so many women displeased with kind of like how men are carrying themselves? If you're if you are sitting here saying like you can see yourself having male friends. It's just I don't think it's that we that women don't want men. You know, or we don't want to hear what men have to say. I just feel that it's harder for men. Like women love to talk and express their feelings, but I feel like sometimes men don't do that. Like my husband doesn't do that. They, we don't. We've been raised to mm. to not talk about it. This is nobody else's business but your own. And if you open up about it, then you're less than a man because you couldn't figure it out by yourself. That's just the normality, um, which is why. We but created I mean, this. We, we have come to the, like, now as a society, we know that, you guys know that it's now more than ever needed to be, not only women have space to speak, to speak their minds, to say whatever they want, but men too, because mental health. Of course. You know, and now that we're more aware of it, I don't feel like it's like we... We didn't, we're not aware of it. But now that it's more aware, it's more aware apparent in everything. Like, even with my children. Like, I have a son who is about to be 16. And I try to get him, me and my husband always try to get him to express himself and say what he really wants or what he wants to say. Sometimes he's just in a bad mood. And I'm just like, you know what, I'll come back to you. But just remember, or I I correct him and I'm like, you know what, what that was wrong. 
but I get what you're coming from. Like, you know, I'm not disregarding your feelings, but I get where you're coming from. And usually when I think maybe when my husband was younger or things like that, I feel like he was taught to the man is supposed to protect the family and I guess, you know, be the, the head of the household. Yeah. I think my, my husband was raised more old school than me. So, you know, his his main goal is to protect the household, to provide and all that. And then when it comes to feelings and emotions and all that, to help him too in the process of helping my son to communicate, say what you want to say, say how you want to feel and acknowledge. Like I always tell my kids that acknowledge other people's behavior, acknowledge your behavior, acknowledge what's going on because I didn't, I didn't start doing that until like recently. It's uh, I like you pointing out like his uh, role to play in the house and your role to play in the house. Um, now I know him, you know, for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've said it before, I think when it comes to a male father figure, I think he does a great job. Um, I've seen, like I said, in one of the earlier episodes where the kids were acting up and the way I was raised, I would just got my ass whooped and just told to sit on the couch and not say a word. That's just how it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've seen him pull them to the side and have a conversation and he never laid a hand on them. And it was just like, damn, that's something that I didn't know that actually could happen. I didn't know kids would react the way that they reacted. Um, so with that thought process that he plays that role and, you know, he is protecting the house. He obviously, you know, makes sure that he does his fair share for finances. Um, earlier in the year, we had talked about uh, a male and how he represents uh, like a daughter's dating life. You have mm -hmm. a daughter, mm -hmm. right? Obviously, he's going to do everything in his hand or in his power to make sure that she knows what a good man is and what to look mm. for, what not to look for, what are red flags, right? A man that's going to treat her the way that he treats her, right? And I had said that though that may be a good thing, it still sets unrealistic expectations for other men to date her because no man is going to treat her the way that he treats her. No but, one's going to treat her like the angel or anything. It's, it's an unrealistic expectation, right? And then the vice versa is uh, a girl who doesn't have a father figure like he does in the picture and doesn't know what to look for, doesn't know what the red flags are, doesn't know how to be treated by a man. And because of that, her dating life is going to be a little rough because her father figure wasn't there. She doesn't know what's a good father figure or what a man is, how a man is supposed to treat a woman. She never saw it. And when I talked about it in that clip, you didn't really agree, kind of. You were like, no, because... Because I'm a fatherless daughter. So let me explain. A fatherless daughter or a fatherless male, I was raised by my mother. Mm -hmm. I saw the struggles. My mother went through it. I saw her pain. I saw her suffering. I lived it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't live with a father figure in my house. Okay. Which, um, no disrespect to my dad, it's just, you know, he wasn't there at all. Yeah. My Like, there's certain father figures that you have. You have the invisible dad that he's never there. You have the father, uh, the peekaboo dad. That's what I had, a peekaboo dad. Just looking dad. at the notes, guys. Just yes, listening. I'm looking at my notes. A peekaboo dad. I had a peekaboo dad. But it didn't come to terms until I said, uh, until I had my son. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't care to have a relationship with my father because... I felt like he didn't care. Mm -hmm. So why do I have to chase you if you're the father? Like That's so lame. So I felt that um, I was 
I did have a lot of hate for him, mm-hmm. a lot of anger and all that. But after I had my son, I was like, you know what? Like, I don't, I don't want my kids to be grown up without having their grandparents because I'm being selfish. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe my dad wasn't taught how to be a father. Maybe you know, but um, I, I've dated guys who were older than me. I've dated guys who were completely different than me. And did I compare them to a father? No. But was I looking for guidance? Like for someone to take care of me? Yes. I I think I dated men um, that I felt that were just to take care of me, to feel taken care of Mm -hmm. or cared by someone. And then um, when I met Kervin, I was in a point of my life that I was like, I'm not dating anymore. I need a break. Like I need to get to, you know, I need to stop. This is insane. I'm dating all these men. Like, not all these men. That sounds horrible. Oh. <laughs> no, like I dated two or three men that were older and I, it, it, it just weird. But until I got to the point that I understood that I was a fatherless daughter and that all that pain that I went through, it was not my father's fault. It was things that I, it was me, my hate, my anger, my not trying to, after I had my son, I called him and I told him, look, this is how I feel. This is, um, what I don't like about you. Uh, this is, I'm about to have, oh, when I told him I was, Nine months or eight months pregnant. <laughs> he didn't know I was having a baby. And <laughs> she chuckles. Yes. He didn't know I was having a baby and I was like eight or nine months. And I used to call every every day private to get the courage to tell him that I was pregnant and that I was having a son. Um, And I would call every day and I'm like, hmm. And Kervin would be like, dude, but you, like, you're about to give birth, my husband. And he'll be like, you're about to give birth. Like, you need to speak to your dad. I'm like, uh. So I would call all the time. And then when I did call him and I was like, it's me. He was like, oh. And I'm like, you know, I've been calling blocked and he's like I've noticed but I didn't know it was you so then I told him everything that I felt like I felt like you abandoned me I felt like um I don't know I didn't feel loved by a man and yeah you think that you would you would grow up to be um to for my you know for my daughter like an expectation of a man no you grow up knowing like at least I had my uncles my uncles Chelos and Carlos were there when I was younger especially Chelo um, he he changed my perspective on men to the point the way that he treats his wife. Um, when he was married, he was very like loving, caring, emotional, like cared about his wife, made his wife his priority. And I was I was like, wow, you know, like that's really nice the way my aunt, my uncle treats his wife. Like I would like somebody to treat me like that. So there's like variable like there's people in your around your circle or even in your job environment. That you get to see, like, oh, that's a good treatment. And, yeah, maybe my daughter's going to have an amazing expectation of a husband, but at least she's going to have an expectation of a husband who respects her, of a husband who's going to be there for her, and of someone who not only provides but actually physically there. Like, Kervin is physically in these kids' yeah. lives every single day, every moment of the day. Even if he's not home, he's, like, calling, he's... So she's gonna have she's gonna see the difference between that's not acceptable, but it is acceptable. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? You said that you were a fatherless daughter. Yes. And you called your dad a peekaboo dad. Yes. Meaning like he was here one minute and out the next. Okay. Did he feel the same way? Like that he wasn't really involved in your life? He told me that he's he apologized for not being in my life, like he should. But okay. you know, there's he apologized and I took it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand. Maybe he wasn't raised, like, maybe he wasn't raised to do, to be like that or why his actions are like that is different. But there's one thing that I will say. I've never, 
ever been jealous of my sister and my brother for having, like, I'm actually excited for them that they got to experience my father as a father to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, why why'd you bring that up, though? Because I don't want my siblings to think that just because I say that I'm a fatherless daughter or my dad to think that I don't consider him a dad or he's a bad father. No, I'm definitely not saying that. I'm just saying that I, ra- I was raised without him. And I was raised in a household of a woman that my mom always, always have a backup plan. When I got with Kervin, she'll be like, girl, have a backup plan. Like, you don't know how long these men are going to be. You know, she always told me that you don't know how long men are going to be there. You have to have a backup plan. You have to have everything separate. You have to be. And I'm like, but why? And I taught her. Like, in that experience, my mom learned, like, damn, there's different men out there that you can be like, you know. Yeah, this is unfortunate. I think a lot of women teach their daughters that because they don't have the trust in men. So they want to teach their daughters, like, you know, rely on yourself for the most part. But I think if if you're going to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you should be able to trust them 110%. Yeah, and so, it shouldn't be like, I have a backup plan because just in case. No, it's like, that's why I would tell my mom. I'll be like, look, I don't need a backup plan with Kervin because we're together, working on it together. And then to her, that was foreign. Like, she didn't understand that. So she'll be like, oh, do you want me to save for you or you can't save for yourself? I'm like, no, I can. It's fine. Like, She's like, are you sure? She's always wanted me to have a backup, but not anymore. Like, you know, because Kervin has outdone himself and proved himself to her that she feels good enough for Kervin to... She feels good enough with Kervin that she feels that he is there for me, you know, that he's there for her or that I'm not going to be left alone or anything. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I saw you post something on the Instagram like earlier in the year where you kind of alluded to men not really being needed in the household. You said something like, you know, I grew up kind of without my dad. I turned out fine. I think the statistics would prove otherwise, but I'm curious to hear why you feel like you're the exception to the rule. Not that I think that, like, I think it's doable. Okay. To raise a male or a female in a household with only one parent, it's doable. My mom did it. Was it hard? Uh, Hell yeah. Would it be easier to have someone to support uh, your opinion to support what you believe in to support um, to back you just back up like I just look at Kevin sometimes and he'll take over it's just back up because sometimes I'm drowning in a cup of water and I literally he's like you're fine like you're not but to me I'm like oh my god I can't take it no more. I gotta get out this house like you know so I feel like yes and maybe if I would have had a father in the house maybe I would have not seen my mom so sad or suffering or going through it or worried about money or anything, I would have not seen her go through that because she actually has someone to fall back on. You know what I'm saying? But um, it's not that I'm the exception. Of course not. It's just that it's doable. It could happen. And I feel like if you give your kids enough tools, they'll use them the right way. So I feel like my tools that I was given by my mom, I used them to a certain point, you know? Then I went to my uncle and get, like I call my uncle all the time and get his opinion. Because to me, that's like my father. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I didn't get what I needed in my house, but I got it in my family. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, I mean, it's not like your father's your your male role model in the house. But I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think it's doable. It that's is doable. I mean, countless women is, do it all the time. Should it be done? Countless men do it all the time. Yeah. Um. So I think that's not what we're uh, kind of talking about. I just think that we want to get some clarity. Do you agree or disagree that 
for a child to have uh, on paper a better you know understanding of parents, mom, dad, lifestyle that you should have both parents in the picture? I I don't know if I could agree on that or not. I think I agree that is it better? Yes. Is it better? Of course, yes. Can I provide it? I would love to. Like, that's my goal in life, to provide that me and Kevin will be together so that we can raise these kids together. But if it, if by God willing it can't happen, we have to break up or we're not in love anymore, we don't want to be together, it's it's a sad thing saying that, okay, well, it, things are going to change. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that I wouldn't want to raise my kids by myself because I feel like having the perspective of the male and having the perspective of the female helps out that's a lot. Of course. And it changes the way that your kids view things, I guess. But it is doable, but it is... I would rather... I agree that I would rather have both parents in the house. Yes, but if you can't do it, you just can't. Because sometimes it's just... if me, Let's say me and you... Like you and your wife. Let's say you and, your, you and my sister come to a point in your relationship that you guys don't get... You just hate looking at each other. I would kidnap the children and then <laughs> run away. I mean, there's no But I'm saying... <laughs> I'm taking Eli. But what I'm saying is that you, w- there's men that will say, or women that will say, you know what? It doesn't matter. Even if we're not, t- I just want to keep this household together. But in my, like, I believe that the most important thing is for me and Kervin to have a relationship in the sense that love takes work. Mm-hmm. Love takes work. Marriage takes work. Raising kids takes work. Like, it's everything takes work so if he's not willing to do the work anymore that he's putting in half and i'm not willing to do because we're not putting in 50 50 it's not 50 50 i'm putting in 100 percent, and he's doing 100 percent. you know what i'm saying it's a hundred percent him and a hundred percent me so that that brings us to a very good amount kervin does photography on the side yeah kervin does all that and who's in the house supporting him and telling him like you know what you're good you don't have to worry about that it's me, but when I when I want to go out, he support like we support each other. Everything it takes work. Everything is communication. What's the other question? Happy life, happy wife. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if we want to kind of head to that direction, get to the next question. I mean, that's that's a cliche quote, right? Happy wife, happy life. That's that's the cliche. tale as old as time. And the meaning behind that is kind of like men have to put their happiness to the side and make sure that their wife is happy or their lives will be miserable. Why would you say that in a household, the woman or the wife's happiness would be prioritized over the man's happiness? I do. I don't like that quote because it's like happy life, happy, happy wife, happy life. I think it's, I think people use it more as a joke, like funny. You use it all the time. It's it, but all the time. Cliches aren't, like they're earned, right? Cliches are earned. They're not just made up. So that quote was made mm, because that's say. the reality for so many men, a lot of marriages. And um, I mean, yeah, I've, I view it the same way because if my wife's upset, the household's going to be miserable. It's not going to be, you know, the kids are going to know it. I'm going to know it. The fucking dog's going to know it. <laughs> it's like everything's going to be wrong. So I have to put my priorities to the side and make sure that she's taken care of and that she's happy. If not, everything's off balance. No, definitely. But to that point, too, wouldn't you want to, for my sister to say, you know what? I feel this way. I'm going through this. Like I tell Kervin, like, I'm going through something right now. I don't feel good. I feel this. I feel this. Can you at least acknowledge, you know, like, 
And then it'll be easier instead of just being mad, stomping around the house. I'd rather just go to Kerwin and be like, look, I don't like this. I don't like this. This hurts. This bothers me. And we can talk about it, solve the issue and just move on. Because the thing is, happy wife, happy Like, what do you want? You want your husband to keep you happy all the time? Like That's the expectation. But it is a very hard expectation because not even not even me, I'm not happy all the time. There's sometimes that I'm just neutral or going through something or not even know that I'm going through something. Because when you have kids, your week goes by so fast that you're just, sometimes I'm just surviving the week. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like. It should be your own responsibility also to make yourself happy. It shouldn't be somebody else's fucking responsibility to make you happy. Yeah. Like that's yeah. such a stupid thing. Yeah. I feel like it sounds like. Yeah. yeah, I mean, as much as we sit at this table and say that the quote is a stupid quote, right? But like I said, it's a, it's a quote that was conjured up because of it's the reality for so many. I people. feel like it's a quote that was conjured up because um, if you, I think the way that it says, like, oh, happy, whatever, happy, happy wife, happy, happy wife. Life. Hey, I can <laughs> don't you never had to experience it'll make it. So. <laughs> it'll make it seem that the male is trying to do more, or the male has to, or it's like telling men, like, you got to do more around here to, to have a happy life or a happy wife. So you got to put in part on your wife's emotional feelings or whatever she's going through or she's mad. You have to put more so that you can at least get her happy, which I think that's unfair. Yeah, but it's that. You were, you were yeah, because I, I actually had this conversation with Abby the other day. That's my fiance. Mm-hmm. And she was basically saying that our our understanding of it is limited. Like, this is her point. I I don't agree. Um, But basically she was saying, happy wife, happy life means that as a husband, if you pour into your wife, the expectation is that she's going to do the same. It's pour back into you. So now it's not this that she's happy. The entire house is happy because both people are reciprocating, you know, whatever energy is supposedly being put out. Yeah, I mean... I guess that's what it's supposed to be, but that's, yeah. you know. That sounds yeah. a little better than. Um, I mean, how many jokes do we see on the internet on a daily where women can't see men like get comfortable? If you sit down, hey, can you actually go grab something? Or as soon as you pull out your phone, they've been on their phone for an hour. If I put my phone out, they'd be like, what are you doing on your phone? Is this like the double standard of not. I'll do you one better. Turn your fucking PlayStation on. Oh if she's God. in another city, I guarantee you, <laughs> she will make it home. Before that shit says press start, <laughs> I guarantee you. Because, like, I mean, you're not as much as the man cave. A lot of guys try to have that in their own home. You have to fight for that. I mean, you have to be like, well, I've made that space for me. I kind of want it to just be my space. But it's never that. It's I made it, I got nice shit in here, but it's not my space. Like, But so my house, it's it's our house. Right. So that's not. I would want a space too by myself. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When I'm home, taking care of the kids, cooking, cleaning, taking them to the doctor, doing what Kervin can because he's working. Mm-hmm. Then he comes home and we have to run errands. Of course I want to do them together. Yeah, you know, I'm like, you know what, let's do it. But that doesn't mean that I was sitting at home doing nothing, hanging out all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I actually want to break too just because you were not home and I get that you were working. And of course, people want to, you know, when you are a... Uh, person who's always home you want to go out and do all these things but i think it should be a common courtesy like me and Kervin now have gotten to the point that we 
at, like I'll tell Kevin like do you want like come with me sometimes I'll be like you better come with me <laughs> but sometimes now he'll be like oh I don't want to go like you want to go I'll be like okay whatever and I'll go or he'll say like you want me to go like I'll go even faster I'll go quick and you don't have to take the baby or anything I'll just go and I'm like okay I'll go I think it's more of the communication instead of right going into argument and fighting like me and Kevin talk about everything like mm-hmm. we sit there and we talk and we communicate and I say how I feel and I say how he feels and then we come into an agreement because before I used to just get mad. I used to be like, oh my God, this guy he never wants to do anything. And it was not even that. It was just that he's tired and he misses his house too. He wants to be home or if he wants to play or something, it's like as long, I feel like it's better if you're communicating. Like, look, can we go Sunday since we've I've been out all week Saturday? I know you haven't been out, but like, I just want to be home. I just want to sit down and whatever. It's easier said than actually just holding it in. Instead of you going out everywhere with Elinez, you're going to go out with a bad mood. You're going to go pissed off. And when you go out, you're going to be like, oh my God, another store? Like, yo, let's just go. Like, you're just going to be like that the whole time. And instead of doing that, why don't you just be like, yo, can we go tomorrow? I'll be in a better mood tomorrow. I'm tired. It looks nice. It's a pretty picture to paint. But I mean, is... but at this, t- you should hold um, Alinez accountable too. Like, you should be like, you know, like, I try, you know, I don't think she's a person that doesn't understand. She does. No. But she's also a woman. So it's like you can only really convince. You no, have that's so not much true. Of a conversation before. But that's not like... true. That's not true. You could communicate. Like, my sister looks like she's a. She's very hard. She's hard headed. Yes. But she looks like someone that you can talk to. I mean, if you're talking to me like this in this tone and we're communicating, then There's arguing. cameras on. You know, but I'm arguing or being mad or with an attitude. Like if my husband tells me something with an attitude, like I write that. <laughs> I shut off like mm-hmm. or get, like, trying to argue. I don't argue. I just like, OK, I'll be back. I don't argue anymore. Yeah. Well, I don't know their situation, but I will say, you know, her as a sister, not as a wife or mm-hmm. not as a husband. So. The dynamic is always going to be different. Like she's it, going to meet him with different energy than she's going to talk like to. Like what him. is what you don't feel like you can speak to her? I think no. I mean, I do all the time. Obviously, it's you try to have conversations, and that's as much as what you can do because uh, you don't want to argue. We have a kid in the house. We have another one on the way. Arguing is the last thing that I want to do. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't mean that every now and again I don't imagine throwing her off the balcony. Uh, it's oh just, my god! But conversations. Is this a, can we use this against him in a court of law? Um. But yeah, no, of course we have conversations and I feel like I can talk to her. Um, But it gets to the point where I'm just like, it's kind of a useless conversation sometimes where it's like, it doesn't matter what I say, what she says is going to happen. Even if I be like, because she's the wife. That doesn't make any sense. It makes all the sense. No. All right. Because if my son had a wife, mm -hmm. I would want my son's wife to respect my son. Of course. It's not coming out of a place of disrespect. No, no, no. I'm trying to say like to consider... Like, I would think that if you was to sit down, don't ever feel that if you feel something is an endless conversation because then you are giving up on something that you actually bothers you. Mm -hmm. If you do that, then you're giving in not only to my sister, but you're giving in to yourself like, okay, whatever. So then you constantly keep doing that. There's going to be a point that there's not going to be nothing. Yeah, but as a man, I have to pick my battles with my wife and (laughs) I'm not going to fight every fight with her. No, your, your wife is a fighter. It's like... It's just if if there's 10 things on my list, I'm not going to talk to her about all 10 things. It's like I have to pick one of those things to have a conversation about. I have to pick my battles with her because if not, it's going to be endless. And that's exhausting. 
And I just, as a man, you just kind of be like, all right, this is the reality. This is what it is. And just keep moving. But with age. So it's like with age, with the age of a relationship, things like me and my relationship has changed in so many ways since I started that we are so far, right? Like beyond me confirming. <laughs> We're so far beyond and like so different from the beginning that it's, there are little arguments that remind us of that, but the, I feel like it's more like now, now, like if we do argue or have a discussion, it's more about, about me telling him like, dude, I feel like this. I just want you to know that I feel like this, or I just want you to see what's going on, or I just want you to understand what I feel because I feel like you don't get it. He'll be like, oh, I, I understand your point. Like, it's just, I guess, like now, because my kids are older, because... We've been together for so long, you know, and two is hard on my sister. She's she's pregnant with two kids. Like it's not when you have one, you eating, you enjoying. Like hey, you know, the second one, yeah, you have one in here, but you got one running around. So you running around chasing and having two kids in diapers is not easy. Can you recall a time where he started an argument with you about something? George? No, your husband. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can. Um, I've heard three today with George. <laughs> <laughs> George is being really mean to me. He didn't even bring me a beer. Because you need to keep your head on straight. Yeah. All right, you I got a lot right, and you're representing all the women. Seriously, damn, I feel this is a lot. On top <laughs> of it, like, can we talk about Eve? Like, why she have to go eat from the forbidden fruit this after is... she? We told her not to. She said, "I'm fucking." I'm like, can you talk about her? Explain her reasoning. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. Last nah, time I, that, like, yeah. last argument. Yeah. Well, any any argument. Let's. And it doesn't have to be something crazy because obviously your business is on the internet. So, um, the last argument we had that he initiated. Oh, that he initiated. Yeah. Um, and see, you can't think of one. I guarantee I can give you fifteen minutes. It'll, it'll take you that long because <laughs> this and this is this is to George's point is like you have to choose your battles because as the man, you're not sitting at home thinking of different things to bring up to your wife. It's not like oh man. She didn't clean the goddamn dishes. Let me go down here and bash her upside her head. But let you forget to take out that motherfucking trash. Oh, they say get you a husband. Yeah, you got one job and you can't Thank even you. do it. There like, it is. Come it on. Is. Thank you. So this is the thing. Um, the last argument <laughs> we had, or no, the last argument that we had was, um, I feel like he has so much stuff of camera all over. And this is the conversation that he started or you no, were like, yo, get like, your fucking shit I guess because I put all of his stuff on one corner. Like, mm. I was so mad. I just put it on one corner and I left it. And he's like, come on, like, what are you doing? These are my things. These are like, it's very delicate. Like, look where you put my stuff. And I'm just like, dude, I don't care about your stuff. I'm telling you, it looks messy. Like, come on. And he's over here like, look, this cost this and this. You just threw it. Like, you're not considerate of my video stuff and all that. Well, that was the last argument we had. Which well, was, it sounds like you started it because you said you were mad and so you just put all his shit in one because corner. Because all his stuff is everywhere. Like, why he has cameras. Why couldn't you just be like, hey, there's a mess here. Oh, Can but I, I done that. That was like up? two, three. That was like, <laughs> when I got mad and moved it, that means that all that I was able to be done was done. Like, mm-hmm. the texting, the, oh my God, look at your stuff. You want to go clean your stuff? I'll help you. <laughs> look at him hiding because he knows... <laughs> Oh, that's funny. No, but mostly, though, I feel like before I used to be like, oh, my God, girl power, like all this. But then when you have boys, mm-hmm. right, and you go through things in school, in life or whatever, you you tend to think like like girls. In, in, there was a girl that hit my son. Mm-hmm. 
in when he was little. He she hit him in the face or spit at him something, and then you know the teachers, I felt like they weren't doing nothing. So I, I got upset and I'm like, you know what? Next time she hits you, you tell her. Look, That's when you really believed in equal rights in and equal, equal less. Yes. She was like, I was like, next time she hits you, tell her, do don't hit me. I don't like it. If you hit me again, I'm gonna hit you. And he was like, okay, mind you, he didn't do that. He went to school and she hit him again and he started crying. Because like, he raised him well. Because he didn't do it. But when I went to school, like, and the principal wouldn't pay attention to me because it was a little boy. Oh, but, you know, she's going through stuff. The mom or the dad is in jail and they're going through things. Can you be? I'm like, oh, so I have to be understanding because you have a father, like, you have issues in your household. Like, I have a, a no, household, you have to too. be understanding because it's a girl hitting a boy. Yeah, like, no. But if it versa, was my son punching yeah. her, it would be... So then I got really upset, and I called the junior police on the lady, on the mm-hmm. school. And they went over there. The junior police went over there. They spoke to them. And all that of little sudden, girl's doing 15 to life. How do you say Karen in Spanish? She's a little Karen. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was just so mean. Like, it was always something. The spitting, the hitting. And then I'm very big on... I did tell my son to hit her, but I really didn't, like, I didn't want to do that because that's, like, old people influential. Like, I feel like my mom would tell me when I was little, if you don't hit people, if you don't hit them back, I'm going to hit you. Yeah. So I, I didn't really want to tell my son that, but then um after he didn't do it, I told him, you, you know what, if you don't feel that that's okay, then don't do it. Like, so he doesn't, he doesn't, I didn't want to change his, his the way that he handled his himself in that well, situation. It's good you did that because... When he gets older, it doesn't matter if she hit him first or not. If you knock her ass out, he's going to jail. So yeah. don't even establish the habit of hitting women back. Well, true. That's true. But then again, it makes me feel like if my son is smacked two, three times. He can't do anything to her. Of course. But he got a mother who could. Oh, Lord. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I don't want to encourage, like, you know, but I don't want. I think violence, you know, violence shouldn't be from women and men. Like, we should keep our at least control ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want nobody to be touching you or hitting you. It's vice versa. I don't want a girl to be hitting my sons. or Like, there's even girls in his class that play like that. Like, they play smacking each other and all that. But then I'm like, I tell him, like, don't play like that because she's going to hit you hard one day. You're going to get very upset. Or you're going to push her something. And that's going to be a whole thing. So that's why I tell them, don't play by hands. Don't, you know. Speaking of kids, did y'all both want kids? Like, was it like, like an equal kind of understanding? Um, I didn't know I wanted kids. So I was, <laughs> was having kids. I always knew that I wanted kids because I was an only child. Mm. So I I felt lonely a lot. Okay. And I wanted. I always wanted kids, and I always wanted more than one. That was my main goal. Always more than one, because I was really lonely. I only had my cousins. If Kervin had told you he didn't want to have kids, would you have still? Had the kid? That if he that he don't want to have my kid. If he didn't want to have kids, if he's like, no, I don't want kids, but you're already pregnant. I think that's. I think that was something that we would have had to talk about because mm. I was really young too. I mm. had my son when I was twenty or twenty one, twenty something. I thought you were going to say like thirteen, twenty. Oh no, my like, god, twenty is like fair. <laughs> no, but it's fair now. Yeah, that's but true. back then when I was pregnant, I felt like I was. I was ashamed. Like, you know, I was ashamed that I got so pregnant so young. And especially for my mom, because she, you know, her beliefs, like she's when she when I saw her reaction, it really like hit me like, oh shit, like I'm really having a kid. Like this is crazy. And I didn't even I was so ashamed. I didn't tell my dad till I was like nine months. Mm. 
So, um, no, I didn't plan to have kids. Do I regret my kids? No. Um, have I learned and changed? Maybe, but I think I've learned, and it's funny that I'm going to say this, but I think in the past year or two, I feel like I have learned more and understand more and actually learned to live with things more than I ever did when I was younger. I'm glad you said that because it's not the situation for for a lot of dudes. It's like, you know, if the woman wants to keep it, the guy has to go along, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just the normality, right? I mean, obviously, if the woman makes the decision whether she keeps her child or not, uh, the guy can speak as much as he wants against it. But the woman's going to be like, well, no, I'm having this baby and the baby's born. Now, the man who was against having the babies on the hook for the rest of the baby's life, even though he was completely against it. Um, how do you feel about a situation like that where it's like you have this situation, you made the decision that he did not want, and now your decision affects him for the rest of his life. And, you know, you guys, let's say in a situation where you're not married or whatever, now he has to pay child support payments because you made that decision. So I think it's unfair because in a sense unfair of oh I just want to have a kid I'm going to have it I don't care right I think that there should be always should be a conversation about that because what if yeah he doesn't want to have a kid right but because you had the kid anyways who's going to suffer in the situation the kid because he's going to be mad at you for having that kid anyways why would I want to be in somebody's life that I didn't want in the first place Mm -hmm. that's what a man's going to say and why would I even want to have a relationship forced? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So most, I feel like mo- it should be a conversation that should be had. Because why, as a woman, I mean me, why would I wanted to have a kid with Kervin if Kervin would have been like, I don't want to have a kid. Why would I be like, you know what? I'm still going to make you a father. So you still got to be a father. Like it is what it is. Like do it. I mean, what? we could probably come up with a, a handful of reasons as to why. No, but I'm saying, isn't it easier to sit down and say, these are the reasons why I think I can't right now, but these are the reasons why I think we should, or why do you want, you know what I'm saying? It's always, I even have a cousin who who, who went through that. She, she was with someone for a few years, and she loved them to death, and... It came to a point that she realized that she didn't, you know, that she didn't, that she wanted kids and maybe he didn't. Who knows? You know, the conversation wasn't given. But to the point, what I'm trying to say is that she chose herself. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Ended a three year relationship because they didn't want the same things. And I think that's more mature than being with someone for seven more years and expecting, oh, he'll change his mind. Do you think that if in a relationship where, they completely opposites disagree about having the child that if the woman's like, well, I'm having this Kate, this baby with or without you, uh, that at that situation, the man should be able to opt out of child support payments because it's not his decision. It was your decision. Now you're forcing his hand into it. And then the government's going to force his hand into it. Do you think he should be able to opt out because you made that decision for him? Yeah. But the thing is that if you, I don't think he should opt out. Because if you don't want to play the role of a present father, at least you have to like help support this kid. That's not what I wanted. I didn't make this decision. No, I, I know. But I didn't want is, this kid because I can't financially afford of him. Course. Now we can talk about safe sex and everything, but the decision's <laughs> already been, like, it's already yeah, done. Yeah, but the thing is that you as, you know, when you come to that point and you have sex, of course, all that, you have to understand that that comes with it, right? Yeah, but you have a choice on left or right. Now I no longer do. The choices that were on the table for me are gone. But what I'm trying to say is that 
the person's life that you're going to be changing by giving that money, by being there, is the kids. Oh, I understand. So the kid is, it's already coming, right? Like, there's no in-between. The kid is coming. So you as a man have to say, you know what? Um, I have to be there. Not for her, because she's, you know? But at least to make it, like, at least consider that that child is coming into the world and he might, like, he's going to need stuff. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with that. I do know, like, any saint, like, good man would be like, you know. But I'm my argument is that... <clears throat> Women just continue to have those kind of power leverages over the guy when it comes to finances. Um, when it comes to a woman who marries a rich man and if they didn't sign the prenup and they divorce, somehow she's allowed half. It's like, is that fair to you? It's more of just like, oh, well, now some of that money I is I think mine. it's fair. Look, let's... Look, That's fair to you? It's fair in the sense that if me and Kervin were married and we've been together for 10, 15 years... I help build that. That's different. I said married a rich man. So if you married a rich man, right? If you helped build the, the financial structure of, of you guys, then obviously yeah. you guys built it together so that you, you're due. That's different, yeah. But if you married, because it happens so often where a guy marries a, a woman, she marries a rich guy, and then they split up, she's leaving with half. How, you okay? Do you, would you think that it's that's not, fine? That, get, get your money, girl. It, Fuck him. It's not, it's not okay. It's not fine because... Um, you know, you're taking half, but why do you, why does it always have to go to marriage? Like, why can't... Because that's, if it's not marriage, then it's the, you know, then it's the child. Those two things are always going to keep a man on a hook. There's a, those two things. I mean, there's men that signed, there's men that the women have a kid and they sign their rights right there. And they don't want nothing to do and they give their rights up and that's it. And that response, look at Safari from Love and Hip Hop. That he, didn't he just win his child support case and he gave up, didn't he just sign up away his kids and he doesn't have to pay child support, I think? Because That's a thing? Yeah, I didn't, I've he never signed, even heard so of that. I, oh, we're going we're gonna to research sign it Sign away my rights, he though? Signed what, does that, his, what does that look like? You you sign your rights as a father. You're, you're signing your parental rights as a father or as anything in those child support. I have never land. heard of that. I what? have never heard Google about it right now. signing Safari. away your rights as a father. Safari did that and because... The he was married with that girl. I forgot her name. He was married with her, and he didn't have to pay child support because he gave up his rights. Hmm. Never heard of that. What? Yes, if you give up your rights as a father, then you don't have no rights. But you would not be. They can't put you on child support because you gave up your rights. Well, uh, what I'm seeing on every website is that she's upset about the amount that he's paying. But he's not. She's not getting amount. I think in the video it says that she says, but he's not getting. He's not paying child support. Okay, um, I mean, I I would have to sit down. Research. But th yeah. This for, this is from November. He's he's paying her forty three hundred a month in child in child support. Also, maybe that changed, but I think I saw it was a video that she said, which is I, I stupid. Forty three hundred a month from hey. all the money that he makes. Yeah, it costs <laughs> a half a million dollars at forty three hundred a month. It's not fair to who? Shit. It's not fair to the kids. Because the oh thing is that you're God. not taking money. The thing, George, you know. 4300 a month? What okay. fucking kid needs well, that much? I don't make that money. My son is fine. My next one's going to be fine. But imagine she lives in a house that pays $10,000. She don't need to live in that house. But when she, <laughs> she bought a house with him. Now she's making decisions to 
increase no. the amount of money that she's coming but because that's is, that's an open well of cash now. No, but if you have a if you have a kid with someone who has more who has more money and has more whatever, it's a different lifestyle because you're used to having better schools. You pay for school. You do all these things. You have the, all these activities. You have these fancy cars. You have this big house. Yeah, it comes with more. You know, it's more fancy, but it is. Like it's it's not a luxury. It's the way that they're the used to living. Argument about- it, like I get your point, but here's the reality: if she's not the breadwinner, right? She marries into this relationship, whatever. They break up. He was the breadwinner, so taking care of the household was her job. She just lost her job. You have to take a step back. Oh my god! You don't get to live <laughs> in your condo if you don't have a job. You go get an apartment. Oh my god! Is that oh not god. fair? I mean, the thing is that you have to think about it like this. If it's a woman who's by herself, then yeah, she's going to have to get unaccustomed to living like that, right? Because she has to now fend for herself. But if it's a, if it's a woman who has a kid, I, I feel like the kids shouldn't suffer. No, nah, the kid's going to have kids, that life when he come over and live with me every now and again. Yeah, but, but why shouldn't the kid have always that life? Because your mom left. Okay, but that but you're you're making the kid suffer because my because his mom made decisions then for herself. Give me custody. If I have all the money, then she has to get him on the weekends. Don't don't give him the but, ki- don't give her the kids all willy nilly when I can afford to keep taking care of him hundred percent. Now I need her to take the kids, and then now I gotta pay her more money than she de- deserves because even just because she's the mom. But I'm a good dad. I got the money to support my kids. But on paper, the mom's always gonna get the kids. Every time, and for the husband to do it, man, do they have to fight? No, regardless of who they are and how much money they have, that's just what it is. So because she just automatically gets the kids, I have to pay forty three hundred dollars a month, and that's minimum from what I've heard. That's a that's a low amount. Some people pay no. ridiculous amounts. But that's of money. a low amount for some, for someone like him, like a celebrity. Yeah, I mean, but do you don't watch like court shows for? Um, I don't got time to be watching court for, shows. Or like, um, <laughs> well, I don't. For like maybe like you know like child support and stuff. There's people that pay like two hundred dollars, three hundred. Because it's based off of their it's income. Based, it's based off your income. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is that we think that child support is so bad, and that the mothers are using it. And blah, blah, blah. But there's there's fathers there's a lady on TikTok that I watch all the time and I think she's hilarious but it really breaks my heart when I hear her videos. She says, "Here we are, my son's um, monthly child support thirty four dollars. Let's see what he's gonna eat this week." And then she's like, "I bought him a pack of strawberries. It's gonna it's gonna last okay, him." Okay, relax. Thirty that's, days. She's baiting you. The other day you sent me a picture of a silly little book you were reading mm. where it was called "Undefining My Masculinity." Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that? What, yes. What the fuck? Man enough. Are you man enough? Are to you undefined my masculinity? Oh, okay, it's under. It's like <laughs> it's a good book. It's an amazing book. It's by an author. He did um, pander. No, virgin. What is virgin? Uh, damn, Jane, the virgin. We're gonna have to make sure we put this on the uh, the clips. Everybody can go and Main, drag his fucking um, reviews. Oh my god, yes, he does have a lot of reviews on this book, which is amazing. All women being like, oh my god, the way that he just redefined his masculinity. I wish other men could do the same thing. I do mean, you think he, masculinity is an issue? I don't think it's an, like, it's not that it's an, I'm not saying that it's an, this is not an issue, mm-hmm. but I just feel like men should be aware of how they make how they make others feel, especially about them. Like being manly and all that, that is all good. And, you you know, making your family feel secure. But it's good to acknowledge, like, 
It's not everything, mm-hmm. you know? Acknowledge, like, if men were not all in arms, women, they do everything. They do it themselves. They, She got it. She do it. Nah, you should be a little more considerate, a little more understanding. I feel like that man, that book, every man should read. I'll tell you what, no man is going to. Yeah. <laughs> so give me a quick synopsis of what he's talking about in this book. So he's talking about understanding, like accepting your feelings, understanding what is um, like your men, like what men feel like he went through a lifetime of experience, you know, going through everything that he went through. So he he tries to explain and show that it's OK to be vulnerable. It's OK to to. um go through mental issues. Like, he's just making it okay and it's understanding. It's interesting. I mean, that I think, agree with. That's okay. But to categorize that to be unmasculine is kind of an issue. It's. I think he's more saying, like, I'm unmasculine in this in because this reading, in this book. Because I think now people are confusing regular t- masculinity with toxic masculinity, oh, which no, is a no, very no, real no. thing. Yeah. And I think toxic masculinity is being portrayed so much that masculinity in general people just want to take it away so for i mean again you'll you can continue what you were saying but it kind of this quickly is just kind of seems like oh i undefined my masculinity now i feel more vulnerable now i feel a little more intact with my emotions but like no you can still be a man and feel that and i can still say that i'm masculine yeah but some men most men are not okay with sharing their opinions or sharing their feelings or they just don't deal with it like that's why men get old, like try to get over women in a week. And then women sit in their feet. That's the one thing I tell my kids. Sit in your feelings. Like if you're mad, sit in it. Nah, you, that's going to lead to some negative no, things. Not, I need no, to move on. You, Keep it going. Keep you know why, if you, why I tell them to sit in their feelings? Because you might be pissed off or mad for 20, 30 minutes. But you're like, wow, I feel mad. I'm angry about this. I don't like this. I don't do this. I, but after that, you're ready, like, to close it and let go. You get what I'm saying? I feel like I've been doing that, and it feels... Like, you you, you go through something, and that book makes you feel like open your mind to, it's okay, meant to be, not weak, but meant to be greater than... You know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay to be open about your feelings. It's okay. It's, it's like he's making it okay for men to feel that. Like, it's okay. He's not doing anything. Well, he wrote a book about it. Like, <laughs> and women are reading it. Yeah, for every one guy... <laughs> Leaving a review, there's six women. <laughs> I mean, women. Why would women read that book? Because to he's understand. telling them what they want to hear. Yeah, exactly. but to under we just it's just to more understand men more. Basically, but you're not hearing it from a man that's kind of being okay with masculinity. It doesn't sound like because uh, what we're you trying. You haven't to do- seen him though. He's very masculine. He's very manly. Okay, he's- his physique maybe. Yeah, sure. But he's um, Mr. He's very good. Fabio looking ass. <laughs> He looks like Antonio Banderas. Don't do that to Antonio, all right? But um, no. But the thing is that George, if your dad would have told you, "Hey, George, like, are you okay? Like, what's wrong? Like, you look sad, or oh, I'm just pissed off about that. Why are you mad? Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's okay to be mad. Like, acknowledge the feelings, make you feel like, you know what, George, I get it. But look at it this way. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you handle this this way. You'll have a different outcome. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it, even if it's just for someone to hear you, right? Wouldn't that would have made a big difference and make you feel better? Yeah, I mean, you're telling me that Kervin does that with his kids. Yeah, Do Kervin you think you need to redefine that. your masculinity? No. 
Well, see, I, I think George's bigger issue is with how it's being presented, yeah. right? It's not like, oh, the man I choose to be or, you know, what it really means to be a man. It's undefining my masculinity. So just in the title alone, he know who he's trying to target. Like, I don't know a lot of men who's going to look at that book and say, hmm, yeah, I want to kind of like undefine who the fuck I think I am and um, be more of what women want me to be in terms of, you know, whatever it is to be a man. Like, Because I, I think so much of what's going on is that, <clears throat> and that's why I have the issues, I guess, with the title of the book, not, not so much with, the book. with what the book is supposed to, but the title of the book encourages the idea that men being men is wrong. That the, the idea of being a man and yeah, I mean, if you want to be an emotional guy, that's fine. But if you also want to hold on to it and deal with it on your own, that is also fine. None of those two are wrong. Men have the capability of moving on in silence and taking care of it on their own. But we're also encouraging that if you can't do that anymore, go find some help. But I think what's happening is so much in the light today is like men should be ashamed of being a man. And then that title encourages that. We literally had a therapist tell us that. Yep. He said, you don't have to talk about everything. Sometimes you can just deal with shit and move on. It's literally what he said. Uh, I don't know if that applies for women. He said specifically men. Yeah. Um, we are in the man cave. So this is the thing. It's not that he's saying masculine. What he's taking responsibility is for himself in the book, right? Okay. For the way that he has hurt women in his life. For the way that he has treated people in his life. He feels that he opened up his man, men's... Sorry. How do you say it? Masculinity. Masculinity. Like he opened himself up to understanding that because I was so, this way, I hurt people without even noticing. I changed people's like, like that's what he's talking about more in the book. I think the title is more about him personally opening. He could have said undefining my masculinity. Well, he could have said that, yeah. But um But also, to your point, I think people just hurt people just by existing. You don't have to be a, a masculine person. You can be a feminine. You know, there's, there's like people's take, you know, using silence as more of like a feminine thing instead of being like an aggressor and, and coming to put, you know, something to rest. So if you choose to not engage with someone, you're, you're being passive. It was like, oh, that's feminine. You can hurt people like that. It's called stonewalling. I learned that in therapy. Like, and it's, it's, it's emotionally damaging to your partner. So it's not just about masculinity being damaging. You can just exist and hurt every fucking body. Unfortunately, I mean, yeah, people take everything differently. Exactly. But I'm talking about his book. What he the the way that he explains his book. That's mm-hmm. how he explains it. It's not. And you're loving it. I like it. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of books there that are really good. I'm gonna send you a few so you can debate. send them all to me. I don't know if I'll read one. What about? But one? I, I'm sure those titles will give me a chuckle. I think we kind of covered a lot of what we wanted to cover. Yeah, uh, talk about your experience on the man cave as far as the conversations that we had. Now that we're trying to kind of. Wrap it up. And how sexist we are. Oh, yeah, oh my no. God. Should we change so, the, the title to the misogynistic podcast? I think so. Yeah. Because you guys, everyone, every male in this room got a beer, except for me. Mm. That was so mean. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a white claw handy. They all went to the bathroom together. They didn't even. Oh, now she's just I making shit up. I didn't Making shit up. I liked it. I liked that. I feel like it's an, I feel like in an open space where we can speak and just. Back and forth and ping pong ideas and ping pong what we have to say, which is um, it's really amazing. I I really like this idea and this feeling of listening to what Larry has to say because we were all raised differently, so it it helps us to bring all of our knowledge that we have some to see how oh, 
you know, I can't believe like, you know, he's going living through that. And you, like, I can't believe George went through. All, you know what I'm saying? Like, those are things that are really good. I enjoyed talking about. I don't. I don't feel like I saved the womankind or represented that much. I was actually talking about myself and representing myself, and you know. And that's only, all you can do. I'm yeah. Joking. No, I understand, <laughs> but it's just like all womankind. That was kind of scary, but um, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it, and I. It's really fun. I like what you guys are doing. I hope that it continues like this. And good. What luck would you want to see f- moving forward into the year from us? I would like to see you talk about right now about. Oh. Having, you know, you're about to have a baby. We're going to a baby shower right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're about to have a baby shower right now, two yeah. in an hour. Um, I want to know how is it after my sister has a baby and you're going through. I want to. I want to know what you're going through. What's in your head? What do you feel? You know, like I, mean, I want to see it through your eyes. Yeah, I mean, the first one was a little like obviously daunting. I've never had a kid before. Um, then there's so much concern that comes with being a parent before the baby's even born because I have to prepare everything in the house. Obviously, I have to make sure that I continue making the money for now a new kid and buy new clothes and Mm -hmm. this and that. Um, I have to, and then I'm the kind of guy that thinks in the future. So like making sure that Eli and this next one have a a, a relationship that I don't even have with my brother and that comes up with the way that we were raised. Mm, um, so, a lot to do with that. Yeah, so that's what I want to give them. Um, I have to make sure that my wife's taken care of, right? Like the the fear of the first one, I don't know if it's irrational or not, but you think about all the bad things that can happen. Like, is she going to survive the labor if things go left, if things go right? Is the baby going to be okay? Those are concerns, but those are all things that are out of my control. All I can do is think about it and then hope that it turns out okay. Um, and then just be present in the moment. Yeah, but you acknowledging it is really good. Like, I want to know, like, I would have loved to know what Kervin was, like, I, I even think myself sometimes that I didn't ask him what he was going through when I was giving birth or when they kept my son for seven days in ICU and I was a mess, you yeah. know? And I would like to know that. And Larry, I want to know what are, you know, your wedding plans, your rehearsal dinner, what are you planning? Like, how part are you in it? Like, those are things that I want to I want to hear because you guys are going through it. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to see the perspective of a guy. I want to see what Larry's... Is Larry picking flowers? Is Larry no. picking... <laughs> <laughs> you but you know what I'm saying? Like, what? Um, I mean, I, I, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about personal stuff in the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did want to let you stew in your argument earlier about the single mother. Because I could have saved you, but I didn't. And you I'm could. not going to do it either. Because I still think you should have a father in the household. But um, my mom raised me by herself. My father was mm-hmm. locked up for 18 years. I didn't have a relationship with my father until I was damn near out of high school. Um, wow. And, you know, I'm dealing with a lot of that shit now. Like, you know, it, I never realized how much it affected me mm-hmm. not having my dad. Um, and even, you know, like certain studies will show that kids are less likely to graduate high school. They're more likely to use drugs or guns, more likely to um, be incarcerated by not having their dad around. So... Thankfully, I've like dodged most of that shit, and I'm in therapy now, dealing with the rest of it. So, um, you know, to everybody out there watching, regardless of which situation is, like, you know, if you can work it out with your spouse, work it the fuck out. Like, it's not worth the risk of splitting up and then gambling with your kid and seeing how it turns out. Yeah, uh-huh. Larry, 2024. Larry, 2024. <laughs> we're keeping it up. <laughs> He's got my vote, and that's a black vote. I would have never thought. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that. That was hilarious. Uh, George, but, people don't know that you're really funny. Yeah. All yeah. the time. Yeah, people don't know. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Now we get a lot of hate on social media. Really? <laughs> yeah. They don't. People don't like my sense of humor. No, I mean it's because they don't understand it. Yeah. But after a few shows, they're gonna be like, he's just like that. Yeah. You got anything big you're working on? Are you doing anything on social media? You want to tell people what you're getting into no, and where they can follow I'm you? I'm not doing anything on social media. Okay. Um, I'm not really big on social media. My husband is, Kervin's <laughs> Photography. Check him out. He's doing That's a lot a of good photography. Woman right there. Yeah. Yes. He didn't even have to remind her to do it. She right. did it right He didn't just go like this. <laughs> hey. We could drop a link for some of Kervin's work. No, he didn't just do this. Kervin's an amazing photographer. He right. photo, like he did a. Uh, the first baby shower for Eli. He did like paternity pictures. Uh, at both Eli's birthdays, he took pictures. It's just like my man does good things for his family, and I'm always gonna appreciate that for sure. Mm, He's here good. right now doing recording. recording I didn't yes. even ask him to do it. Oh, he I come with an entourage. Sorry, I bring uh, my so camera. So clearly, it's good to say that <laughs> Gravin got lucky. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Wow, wow, that's a good one. I'm going to let that one slide because he has the camera. <laughs> well, look, we just want to appreciate you coming on and taking thank it you seriously. So much. Um, thank you. I really, I had a, um, I asked a lot of people opinions and I, you know, but. Hopefully you didn't disappoint them. They're going to watch I this hope, and be like, well, Robin didn't not. really stick your ground. I know. I feel, I'm really nervous. Of How do I, I get said. on this goddamn podcast? I'm going to set the record straight. <laughs> You know what? What we got to do fire. is like the dude that you think is like the representative of Oh, my man, God. Yes. You we got to talk to him in one way. Do you want to hear what he said? Oh, shit. What I, did, what, go ahead. Throw it at me. I'm going to I'm going to tell you exactly what he said. And I was like, damn. When it comes to something like that, the biggest thing you see in society and obviously it doesn't apply to everyone, but for a lot of people, um, there's sort of this like ideal that. Men should still be traditional men, meaning men should still be breadwinners. Men should still be completely focused on taking care of the family. And stress should not be a factor in how they're doing. Emotional wellness should not be a factor in how they're doing. It should literally just be you wake up, you go out there to make the bread, and you bring it back to the family. Which I feel is something that a lot of women sort of like expect from men like to this day. But then <clears throat> on the other side of the coin, you see that there are a lot of women who don't want to fill the traditional female role, which was, you know, stay at home and take care of children and take care of the family and cook dinner and things like that. It's like it's it's seen as misogynistic to view like a female from that perspective. But the thing is, is that while women are expecting men to be traditional men, it's seen as wrong for men to see, to look for women to fill like the traditional woman role. Um, so then you have this weird thing about like women being like boss bitches or being their own boss or being independent and being this and being that. And then when they get into a relationship, it's not about being that independent individual with another independent individual. It's about being with someone who, who can take care of them, but also not tell them what to do at the same exact time. And it's like they're they're like trying to have both sides like they're, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too, I guess you could say. Um, and again, this doesn't apply to everyone. It's just some women in society expect that to be the norm and then get upset when, you know, a man will go out and work for 12, 13 hours a day, come back and then get upset at them when they've been there all day spending money 
or watching TV or not doing much or, you know, maybe they are working, but then, you know, when the man gets home, when the man gets home and expects there to be some sort of like, oh, hey, like, did you figure out dinner? Um, I mean, nowadays there's, there's obviously more resources, so you don't have to cook all the time, but it's like, Hey, did you figure out dinner? You know, did you do this? Did you take care of that? All she said was, Hey, how you doing? It's sort of just like, okay, so you want me to like pay all the bills? You want me to pay your rent? You want me to buy you bags? You want me to do this? But you can't even figure out like what's for dinner or like what's happening here. Did you take care of that or whatever the case is? Um, and I feel like that's what happens a lot nowadays. Um, and I mean, you can even take it a little bit more nuanced than that, but that's just like the, the general overarching view when it comes. And he stopped there. You see what? Like his phone died. <laughs> using all that energy, recording his phone for twenty minutes. Dead ass. Well, make sure you send him the link to the Man Cave podcast because we basically already fucking said that, yeah. and he yes. disagreed with everything that we said. A lot of what he he said, did. Yeah. He did. He's really good at that. He he really agrees, and I just I like to hear male point of view and he gives good points of view this is the only male point of view that you need <laughs> outside of your husband from now on Thank okay perfect much. i hope it touches all the bases anyway Let's go ahead and wrap this up again. Thank you for coming on to this episode. Oh, thank you very much. Um, taking thank it seriously, you. doing what you did. And, you know, once I edit it and piece it together, that kind of influence whether we'll let another woman in here or not. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Now, of course, you have to always accept other people's opinions the same way that you're giving yours. Yeah, I don't really agree with that. I and totally their, agree. Their Welcome opinions. to the Man Cave Podcast. We're going to catch you in the next there's always good to have a woman's opinion. Oh my God, she has to get the last word. Welcome to the man cave.